What's up, everyone? I'm Garrett. This is Jamin. Welcome back to Cross Country Comments, and this is a special episode we are doing for May the 4th, hence the absolutely nerdy helmets that we are wearing if you're watching the YouTube video. Um, we want to do a Star Wars-centric episode for May the 4th and Revenge of the 5th, um, but we were super excited to do this. I can't hear anything because... I normally use these headphones for, well, for me to hear my headphones and the sound that Jabin makes. Um, Jabin just uses his speakers, uh, so I can't hear anything. So I'm going to have to take this helmet off in a second. Um, if you're watching the video, I will not be wearing this, but Jabin will. So um, we both got these at Disney, by the way, uh, Disney World and Disneyland. So. We uh, had a ton of fun getting these together, and I have a lightsaber over here that I could get, but I'm not going to right now. Um, that at the end of the video. At the end of the video. Okay, for anyone listening to the podcast, I will be bringing out my lightsaber at the end of the video. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I will let you introduce what we're talking about first while I get this contraption off of my head. Okay, so... Uh, we're so first of all we're gonna be reviewing the uh, the Kenobi series and then we're gonna briefly go over the third season of the Mandalorian I feel like we should start off with the Kenobi series since that came out first um, and uh, yeah so basically just get those out of the way because they're very short they're they're very short seasons short episodes and then after that uh, our next segment is gonna be us rating uh, are giving our personal bias ratings because we love Star Wars. So this is going to be like the main one where it's going to be biased, not like critical or anything. Our personal ratings on each Star Wars movies and how they made us feel. But first, let's start with Kenobi. Um, Garrett and I have have different feelings towards this, but at towards the end, we both like agree like uh, how they did with the ending. But personally, for me, I feel like, especially with a lot of the Disney shows that they're doing, they try to add in unnecessary stories um, to the main one, and it kind of like deludes like the main one, and you're kind of confused about everything's going. And I felt a little bit of this, but not as much for Kenobi. I rewatched it. I'm a fan of it. But it's not, like, way, way up there for me. And I don't know what it was, but I felt like there was something missing. Not from Obi-Wan, but from Vader. When when they were uh, fighting those times. And I felt like they... I don't know. I felt like they... They didn't give Darth Vader as much power as he really does. And, like, and again, I, like, I... I do too much. I, I read the comic comic books and whatever, and I read the comics before he saw Obi-Wan again, and he goes insane. Even if you go into the Star Wars Legends, like, he goes insane, like, and this is before he met Kenobi again. Um, so, I don't know. It, it, it just felt very, very rough, but the emotional impact of the story towards the end is amazing. And they did do good with Darth Vader's character overall. It was just those points where he was with Obi-Wan. It just felt very vulnerable. But I guess that's the point. Um, but but yeah. I, I just have little like nitpicks about it. But overall, it, it, was a, it was a good show. But I don't know. Just not my main cup of tea. Like I'm not going to rewatch the whole show again. I'll just watch parts of it kind of thing. Because the best parts of Kenobi, in my opinion, were the flashbacks in Order 66. <laughs> so, so yeah, so, I don't know. That, that's just me. So, out of 10, what would you give Kenobi? Um, I'm going to be kind of generous with this one. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, most of it, which is probably the point, most of it is because of nostalgia. Uh, but a lot of it is the story storytelling. The storytelling was actually pretty good. Um... I love seeing more of Alderaan. I love seeing more of the Organas. Like that's the kind of stuff that I that I like to that I like to see because we haven't seen it before. I like to see stuff that we haven't seen before. Um, and it and it connects everything. Like it, it, there's not really a lot of there's not a lot of plot holes, and and I respect that a lot. So, yeah, I'm feeling it. And at first, I wasn't 
digging Reva's character, but I grew to like respect her character more because I actually got to see her suffer and actually go through something and actually develop, you know, or tried to develop, you know, what she wanted for her life. And I liked that, that whole arc for her. Um, so I grew to actually like that character now. Like, I actually really like her. Because at first I hated her. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. So I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Um, I, so, I feel like I liked Kenobi all more than a lot of other people. Um, yes. Number one, because Obi-Wan is one of my top three favorite Jedi. Um, number two, I, so... I feel like with the series, it came out, people loved it, were raving about it. It ended, people still loved it. And then like three months later, people were like, oh yeah, this show sucks. It was like, but from, from where? And I don't know, that's just kind of what I saw and experienced. Um, with the series for myself, a lot of people were complaining about uh, child Princess Leia. That's, that's one of the best parts. I, I thought she was a great actress. Yeah, she was great. Um, and then, I mean, seeing Obi-Wan, you know, living deserted on a planet, basically seeming lifeless almost, like he has no meaning, um, and then refusing so many times to help out the Organas, um, and then having to step in once Leia was kidnapped, it, it was a good premise for him to get back into the fray a little bit, but even with him going undercover to try and find out where she was like that kind of stuff. I love seeing Obi-Wan in that kind of setting because in the OG trilogy or no, I'm sorry, not the OG in the, um, in the prequels and even a little bit in clone wars and stuff like that, he was the kind of person to where I follow the Jedi order strictly um and like oh all man of order stuff like this now there's no order so seeing him having to make it up as he goes was very entertaining to me i loved how he handled uh ewan mcgregor obviously killed the character but how he handled everything was just expertly done um i think i don't know like you said i you said they kind of downplayed vader's power I disagree in the sense that when Riva was getting away, trying to get away on that ship, he literally just went, Whoop. Well, well, I said that they downplayed his power once Obi-Wan was in the picture. Like, and, I said, like, when he was with Riva, he was killing it. Like, mm. I, like that was prime Vader. Like, yes, that, that, that's stuff he does. But when he's with Obi-Wan, it's kind of like he doubts himself even though that should be the main time where he should go all out but i understand why they did that though well i think i think i'll i i might have an explanation to why that's the case so in you know against reva and everything he was just going nuts and just oh look at the big ship (laughs) um and i just thought that was incredible um and like you said i think right reva is a very good character as well with her backstory being the way it is the fact that she does actually want to kill vader um, I love that so much, actually. Yeah, I I love that little twist. Um, she's essentially undercover. Um, yep. and then the Grand Inquisitor was. And, and and that and that's another thing. I'm sorry I didn't touch on. Oh, with the new Star Wars shows now, especially when they're bringing back characters from like Rebels or Clone Wars and stuff like that. The the effects and makeup department are so cheap. And the first ever example that I'm going to tell you right now is Cad Bane. And uh, which one was it? It was either the Book of Boba Fett or... Uh, it was Book of Boba Fett. No, Book of Boba Fett. In, in the Book of Boba Fett. I, I love seeing Cad Bane in live action. But you can definitely tell that that is not like the same person. And the Grand Inquisitor, he he has a long old head with like a flat forehead. This one was just a regular dude with almost perfect teeth because the dude's teeth is supposed to be like long and sharp. This dude's teeth was like just a little bit sharp, just a little bit of makeup, and then that was it. And that with just a little bit of a big forehead. <laughs> 
Right, and that irritates me to the core, to the core, and and it's it's very irritating seeing that. Because I mean, even if um, you look in the prequels, I mean, his race, his kind was in the prequels as like those uh, the people in the Senate or whatever, and they in Utapau. Yeah, in Utapau, and they were done right because they was just long old heads. Like the way they did it, they portrayed it great. And that's what I was expecting. Level thousands of metal droids. I love yeah. when he says that because you can see all their all of his teeth mm-hmm. when he's saying that. Like his lips go big. Like thousands of metal droids. I love that. Ugh. So, I mean, I, I said he was in the Senate. That wasn't the. He was. He was. He was with Dooku, but um. I well, General Grievous. Or, or it was Grievous. Gosh, it's been a while since I've seen the prequels. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They didn't do him very well. That's the one thing I will say about I didn't like about the show was the Grand Inquisitor. They didn't portray him well. Um, but I love I love Fifth Brother though. Yes, yes, Fifth Brother was awesome. Um, was it Fifth? I I I, I can't I can't keep up. Neither can I. Um, but the one yeah. thing one thing I will say is I loved whenever Kenobi and Vader went up against each other. Because in the first fight that they went up against each other directly, you could see the... In my opinion, both the fights that they were in, because they were only they only fought twice in the series, I believe. Um, so, it, the emotional baggage in both of those fights was mind-blowing. Because the first time that Kenobi sees Vader... You you see the color drain from his face in terror, yeah, in, in terror and in sadness because he knows who it is. Like he shows like three different emotions in a matter of seconds, and then he is so distraught by that that Vader beats him pretty easily. And I like I like the little hint nod to the fact that Anakin burnt up in the lava. In that same fight, later in the Kenobi series, he starts burning the ground with gasoline or something, and then throws yeah. Kenobi into that kind of like a, how do you like it? Right. I love that. I mean, it was terrifying. That's why I loved it, because it was terrifying. Um, and then their last fight, their last fight was just... It was all pure emotion, and I feel like Vader was downplayed a little bit because there was still just a little bit of Anakin in there. There was a little bit, even though he said that. I mean, he wouldn't care. I feel like Vader wouldn't care. But the fact that he said the line of I am what you made me means that Anakin is still in there talking. Yeah, it's not Vader just. That's Anakin going, see what you did to me? And so that means he was emotional. And I mean, we all know that the Sith gain their power from emotions, like from being angry and emotional and all this stuff. But at the same time, that also makes them go off the rails and not be as combat fluid as they normally are. Um, We can kind of see that sometimes when Maul is on screen. I mean, he's on screen behind you right now. But um, (laughs) but like when it's all emotion they don't fight quite as well um so it and then the fact that you know obi-wan takes it into his own hands and is like i can't let you win here and you see the rocks just start rising up it's like oh that's obi-wan that i know um i don't know i think just the emotional it it wasn't meant to be like a prequel fight where it's like oh and they're doing all these crazy moves it was an emotional story of look what happened in our past and look where we are now. And I loved that. So, and then, and then seeing, I'll be honest, I'm glad that it wasn't like the prequel fighting either. Yeah. Just because it makes the, it makes the episode four fight make more sense too mm-hmm. in, the, in that regard. Cause first of all, Obi-Wan obviously was not keeping up on his saber skills. Uh, Vader, I'm pretty sure, isn't keeping up on his sable skills either because he doesn't have to fight any Jedi. All he does is just block and use the Force and choke everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can tell that they're not 
they're not the way they were in the Clone Wars because they had to keep all that stuff up, and yeah. now priorities have shifted. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly. it make, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I love the show, and then seeing you know little Luke at the end, it was funny. I saw some memes where some people made it where it's like. Little Luke is literally the definition of do you have any games on your phone? It made me laugh so hard. But literally, but, but it works. It, it works. All, Owen, Owen and Baru were, oh, I love them. Yeah. They so were fantastic. Just the way they played that show out, I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I'm going to be honest. It's probably like my, as far as live action shows, probably my second favorite Star Wars show. Um, next to the first two seasons of Mando. Um, yeah. But I would probably give it like an 8.75. Maybe close to a 9. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not yeah. mad at that. So I thought it was great. Um, we're just real quick going to cover season three of Mando. Partially going to really quick cover it because I haven't actually finished it yet. Um, I have two episodes I still need to catch up on that I heard were good. But I'll give my real quick two cents and then I'll let Javen go off because I know how he thinks on it. Um, so uh, when it comes to Mando, season one and two loved. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Um, perfectly flawless in my opinion. Yes, both seasons. Um, season three started off well in my opinion. Um, I liked the little side story with Bo-Katan. Um. Seeing the mythosaur, seeing all that kind of stuff. I mean, having them work together for the first two or three episodes, I was like, all right. But then they kind of kept dragging that on um, for like the next two or three episodes. And it, it just didn't feel necessary. I mean, I love Bo-Katan Bo as a character. Love Bo-Katan. And the actress is fantastic. Absolutely love her. Um, I just think that... It's a it's the Mandalorian, not a Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. And so we follow we're following Din Djarin and Grogu's story. We're not following the Mandalorians. And oh you finally see it now. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed seeing the Mandalorians and having them get a place on that planet was cool. But I think we just need to stick with. Even if at some point in a season they do like a time jump. Even if they did that in Din Djarin's like this old elderly, still able to fight a little bit, but like this old elderly um, Mandalorian and Grogu is actually like a, a Mando Jedi hybrid. Like even if they did something like that and that's how like Din Djarin's story ended, I would be fine with that. I mean, it'd be sad to see him go, but... It focuses on him. <laughs> but the fact that it's like, oh, look at all these side characters. Look at da 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 da. There was a bunch of rumors that went around that um, Pedro Pascal had a big fight with Disney, and that's why they didn't show him as much in season three. I mean, well, he, did, he, well, he, did, he did voiceover. He wasn't even there. Yeah. And so it's it's like, how are you going to. OK, so you have an argument with the actor, whatever. Don't ruin a show that people love. Because of a little argument or, or a disagreement, whatever. Don't either, either end the show and leave it a flawless masterpiece or resolve and make a good story. Those, are, those should be the only two choices. There's no point in continuing a mediocre show, which is the way it's heading. I don't think it's there yet, but it's heading there. So... For season three, all but the last two episodes, which, like I said, I will have to watch. I'll probably watch it either after done recording or tomorrow. Um, haven't gotten around to it because of work, but I will give what I've seen of season three so far. Like six and three quarters, like seven, if I'm being generous. It's the the problem with season three is the story outside of the Mandalorian, and this is the problem. 
it's the like you said going into the Pedro Pascal situation that was one of the problems that they had with season three of the Mandalorian and the other problem is the is the direction that they're going because first of all they don't know where it's going to end and there are three people that are well I should say two people that look at the Man- Mandalorian very differently. First, Kathleen Kennedy, um, who owns Lucasfilm, and John Favreau, who is the maker of the Mandalorian. And the goat. John Fa- and the goat. John Favreau, I trust John Favreau and Dave Filoni with anything. John Favreau knows exactly, well, he did at least. He knew where he wanted the direction to go. He doesn't know where it's going to end, but he had a feeling of where it wanted to go. And Kathleen Kennedy is stabbing the Mandalorian now. Now they're they're making money. They're like, okay, let's do it my way now. And John, you can tell. Well, I can tell while watching this. I felt John Favreau like be kind of done with it and try try to hurry up and finish season three. And that's the problem because. There are so many aspects in season three that no one really like knows about. Like for example, the whole uh, that whole episode dedicated to that one scientist in uh, season two, and uh, and the woman that seemed like she was going to be like a really bad guy, but then ended up just doing a couple stuff that we don't even know about. Like I don't even remember. Um, that whole scene, that whole part, was supposed to be a part of a show or a movie called Rangers of the Republic, and Cara Dune. Our homegirl from uh, one and two. I was love su- her. Was supposed to was supposed to, uh, was supposed to lead that. She was supposed to be. I think she was supposed to be one of the main roles, and I was okay with that. But then uh, she said something that uh, ticked off not even a lot of people. That ticked off Disney, uh, uh, saying something about Trump or something like that. And it wasn't even that bad, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and they fired her, and because they did that, they didn't have Rangers of the Republic anymore. Because they didn't have a, they didn't have a have a have a, a model like Cara Dune did. Like she had a reputation. Cara Dune had a reputation, and this is where I get very angry when people, and especially companies, don't separate the actor from the character. Because you, because Sam Witwer is not is not Darth Maul. But he can play him to the T, and that's and that's the point. He's not Star Killer, but man, he can play him good. You know what I mean? Ewan McGregor is not Obi Wan, but he can play him. You know what I mean? It people tend to just think of that character and just say it's that actor, and then have them in the same boat. When you can't do that, you you just can't do that. The actor's job is to play, is to play a character. Um. It's so funny. The literal definition of of the old definition of an actor in 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 Greek Greek uh, in the Greek you know dictionary is literally like an imposter or a liar or they're portraying something that they're not. So that's how we need to like separate that. But a lot of people don't do that, and now we're getting this this crap happening. Season three isn't a crap fest, but this is not good compared to all the other stuff that we have. Um, and like you said, they did not focus on Jin Djarin, and not only did they not focus on Jin Djarin with literally his show, he was useless. And it sucks because I can look at all those episodes, and I can, like, pin all those episodes, he's actually irrelevant, and that's not good. So is Grogu. Grogu's irrelevant, too, because he didn't do anything magnificent when it came to the Force. And it felt very... And I felt like Jon Favreau was trying to save the show by trying to add more Clone Wars feels into it, like, with all the Mandalore... And the droids. And then the droids, exactly. And even though you and I would be like that type, we can see why it's like that. You know what I mean? Like, overall, the story of them trying to take over Mandalore is a great, great idea for a third season. I would be all for it. 
but all of a sudden they plan that out at the last three episodes. You can't do that. No. You can't just show up at a planet and be like, okay, let's take it over. Oh, shoot, the Empire's here? Okay, and then be over. There's got to be more depth, more story into it. Like, they should have delved more into how um, Moff Gideon trashed Mandalore, how uh, the Mandalorians that survived there, what they did to survive there. Like, if you're not going to focus on Jin Djarin, then focus on the Mandalorians then, not all this extra other crap. Like, fine, I would want, you know, Jin Djarin to be the focus, but if you're not going to do that, then focus on his race. Yeah. And and when they focus on the race, they look they look horrible. They don't yeah. look... They 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 don't look like they can get down, and they went down in the first two seasons of Mandalorian, where they saved Injarn, when Injarn had the dark saber, and it's 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 just too much. And you can tell, like the more you talk about it and the more you think about it, the more you realize that how bad of a season it is compared to one and two. And I was heavily disappointed. Heavily disappointed, but I I will say this though. The only thing that I liked from this show was I can see the first order building, and because first of all, I don't I don't like I don't like episodes eight and nine, but I do love episode seven. Like that holds something into my heart. So I still like the first order versus the resistance. So we got to see General Hux. You'll you'll see it in the episodes. We can see General Hux and we get to see how he played in the Empire and whatever. And we finally get to see Moff Gideon do his thing, which is what we wanted. Like you should have they should have done that at like episode four. Like introduce him in episode four and be like, Hey, he's back. He escaped instead of doing it so far along and trying to throw all these other aspects in the story that don't don't elevate the story or mm-hmm. Din John's story. Not even the Mandalorian story. Focus on what they're what they're about. And yeah, but that's that's literally the main problem with that show is just not the actual season itself, but what happened to make it like that. And mm-hmm. I hate it when real life stuff affects good quality a good quality show because overall it's a fantastic show even add in the third season it's an amazing show just the third one just just not as good yeah um so i have to give it just because i know what they did and everything else was perfect i have to give it a five because it it's we saw them at their best yeah i agree it's it's just sad man (laughs) I mean, I have good memories of season one and two when I first moved into my new house a, a while ago, um, watching it with my cousin and freaking out, wa- waking up early every Wednesday to watch it. And it just it's gone so downhill since. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I guess we'll see what they do in season four. If they can redeem themselves. Great. If not, I feel like the show's going down the crapper. Oh, and and they focused on a. Uh... The Mandalorian way too much in the book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. and the and the guy who plays Boba Fett, our our homie, the original dude, he was actually supposed to be in the Mandalorian season three, and they didn't call him Jeez. that whole time, and he was waiting for a call, and then now he's just seeing these episodes in Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and he's not in it. It's ridiculous, but I mean, like I said, we'll see what happens. Um, but. Anyway, uh, we'll get to the movies now. So we're going to be doing the nine main movies, episodes one through nine, including, you want to include Rogue One and Solo? So I do have a confession. Oh, you never watched Solo, did you? I didn't. I watched the first 30 minutes and then had to go to work one day and forgot to watch it. Okay. Okay, I'm going to say spoilers, but just because, like, you I, should know already. I know Han Solo's story. You can say spoilers. Okay, but watch it. It's actually very entertaining. A lot of people don't like it. In my opinion, I love it. Because they're saying, yeah, it's not like Harrison Ford. And I'm like, that's the point. Because mm-hmm. this is not our Han Solo yet. This is him, how he gets there. And, yeah. oh, I love it. Uh, okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. 
Okay. Um, well, we'll get that out of the way. So that's not going to be on my list um, because okay. I don't, I've never seen it. Um, I'll tell you what. I started off talking about, or do you want to start? I do you want me? Next. Okay. Okay. So starting out at number bottom. <laughs> um, and I know, I know that this is at the bottom of everyone's, but Last Jedi, episode eight, that the very, very bottom for me, because I will say, and, and I'm not going to like harp on every single movie I talk about. I'm just going to say a few things, though. Um, beautiful imagery. Okay. Number eight had beautiful imagery. Loved it. Um, the, the, the space scenes, oh, the space scenes, the salt planet, how it was all white. And oh, then when you skid your foot, crate. it's red. I love crate. Oh my god. So goodness. that like the imagery and the the visualizations and when yeah. the when um I forget her name the lady with the pink hair. Um when she oh, takes Oh, Holdo. Holdo. When she takes the ship and through the Dude, through the empire that ships was genius. it it was genius and the sound design was magnificent. Um so those are the upsides that we'll give it. The downsides are the entire story. Um even even Mark Hamill disagreed where, 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 with where they took Luke. Gosh, I couldn't English. Um, he claimed that that was Luke Skywalker, to be honest. Like, he didn't yeah. even claim that that was the character. So, like, that's sad. Yeah, and it, it's like they made another version of Luke from an alternate universe or something. But it's, it's to the point to where it's like Luke, and me and Javen were talking about this earlier. He, point, he pointed out something really good was... The Luke from episode six, where his mortal enemy, his his mortal enemy and his father are standing right there. And he had the chance to kill both of them a number of times. But he decided to throw his weapon away because he believed in goodness and the goodness in his father. And he would not kill his enemy. Is not the same Luke to look at his nephew and go, he's having a bad dream. I'm thinking about killing him. Like, it's just not good. And then the way that they handled um, Rose and Finn was just, ugh. And then, I mean, Ray's training was basically nothing. The only training is that she's good with a bow staff, so she's good with a lightsaber. No, come on. That's lazy writing. Um, So, I just... Visuals and sound designs, the only good things that came out of that movie. Um, yeah, so, how would you rate it? Well, it's at my the bottom, so I would probably rate it... I don't know, let's not do number ratings, just because I feel like the tier list makes it... Okay, tier list, okay. So that's um, at the bottom, bottom tier. Do, do you want to go one, 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 or do you want to go list, list? List, list. So yeah, list, we'll list. do your list. Okay. I, I just didn't know how the setup was going to go. No, you're good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so for you, bottom episode eight, go ahead. Episode eight. So after episode eight, and I hate to do this because it's part of my childhood, but episode two, exactly Attack of the Clones. So. Hey, there... no way. Wow. It, it's it, that episode nine beat that. Yes. Episode nine. And I'll explain why in a second. Um, episode two. The, don't get me wrong. The fight on Geonosis was incredible. The the fight with Count Dooku and um, Anakin and Obi-Wan and then Count Dooku and Yoda was incredible. The choreography in that movie is immaculate. Um, so was the I, story. The story was good, but I felt like it just. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was not. It felt emotionless, if that makes any sense. It felt like. No, you. Okay, no, we are we are watching this together. You are so wrong. And, And here's why you're so wrong. 
that whole movie, the whole point of that movie, is emotion. Hear me out. The very first scene we see in that movie, Padme, uh, Padme almost got killed, and one of and she saw one of her people get killed, and it's automatic like I serve my purpose. But Padme hasn't like actually seen stuff like that yet, and to see like all of a sudden someone die for her, that gives her guilt. Now Anakin comes in, and he's in his like he's in his like I think he's eighteen or something like that, nineteen. Mm-hmm. And he's in like major like um, a hormone level. Yeah. And he sees her, and he's just filled with all this emotion. And Obi Wan's like, "Dude, calm down, chill out, mm-hmm. chill out, okay?" And you can see Anakin. He's like using he's thinking using his feelings to like overpower what he was supposed to do constantly. Like even when they were talking about protecting Padme, he's like. He's like, don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna find who's trying to kill you, Padme. I promise. And then Obi Wan's like, don't do that. The Jedi Order didn't tell us to do that. And then Anakin's like, but it's in our it's in our mandate, homie. What you thought? And then Obi Wan's like, but you're gonna do as I tell you. And then Anakin's like, why? It's just full, filled with like Anakin trying to use his feelings to um to benefit you know himself and Padme. So you can see already there's like a lot of emotion, and it doesn't stop when Anakin goes to Naboo with her when they're on these accidental dates, that's why I call them because mm-hmm. they, you know, he needs a protector when they're on these accidental dates there's this energy, there's this there's this tension, uh, there's even some sexual tension in one scene uh, actually two scenes actually and you can see that they're drawn to each other, but they can't be together because of the Jedi Order and her being a senator and you can see the constant emotion going back and forth. Anakin is on the verge of crying. Padme is trying to be, you know, be the top dog, but it's hard for her. And as soon as they get captured and they know they're about to die, Padme's like, you know what, who cares? Let's just hit it. Mm-hmm. So, like, this whole movie is a love story. That's the whole point. It was I... made to be a love story so that it can lead you into why it was so hard for him to let go of Padme in episode three. It's literally a love story. I, I can see that. I, I'll have to rewatch it, but that it's going to stay there for now. Um, I, I will have to take what you said into consideration. Um, but if we're going to get through this list in time, we just got to go with all my stuff and then all your stuff, because if we go back and forth on movies, we're not going to make it. We're not. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, so uh, eight and then two, and then the next spot up from that. It better be nine. My God, it better be nine. Going through. It better be nine. I think it is nine. I think nine Thank is going to be. And, and keep this in mind, guys. We're, I'm, I don't know if Jabin did, but I didn't make a list per se. I'm going off of what I enjoyed the most. Um, oh yeah, but this is this is me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I'm thinking, I'm legitimately like, hmm, which one do I like more than this? Um, mm-hmm. I I actually enjoyed nine more than most people. Um, me too. I I liked hearing the voices at the very end when she was laying there, and you can hear, you know, Kane and Jarrus, Ahsoka, like uh, Qui Gon, everyone. You can hear. Oh, the voices were great. Um, seeing Ben Solo come out was amazing. Um, at the very end of the movie, I wish we got to see more of him. I loved Ben Solo. Not Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. Um, yeah. He was amazing. All the ships coming down, every ship that we've ever seen in Star Wars, just... <laughs> I was freaking out in my seat when that happened. Um, Finn got a, a bit of a better character development. I feel like all three of them became a little bit better characters than they were in The Last Jedi, at least. Um, not great characters overall, but a bit better. Um, kind of my opinion. Okay. Uh, I I hated the whole storyline of the Palpatine coming back and oh, he has clones and. Oh, no, that that's just common sense. Yeah, I hated that. I mean, that sucked. But it played a lot off of my nostalgia. Um. Oh, and then the fights between Kylo Ren and Rey when they would like transition scenes where both of them were at that was sick 
I love I love that. I, I actually like the forced dyad thing. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people didn't like it, but I like the forced dyad. It makes oh, sense. I loved it. Yeah. So um not much I'll say about that movie. That that was that was good. Um after that one. Oh, it's a tie between two of them and depending on the I'm gonna go Phantom Menace next. Phantom Menace episode one is after that some of the best choreography the movies have ever had. I mean, the fight between Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan, incredible. Um, and I might be a little biased on this one because Qui-Gon is one of my favorite Jedi of all time. I don't even know a whole lot about him, but just the fact that he uses common sense and he's technically a gray Jedi is, gosh, it's so good. Um, you know, pod racing is is cool. Kid Anakin was decent um, and all that kind of stuff. The, the flirting between him and Padney was really weird. But um, at that age in that first movie was like, ah, that's so but um but aside from some from some cringy dialogue some not great effects um it it was it was a good movie it's one that i will will rewatch because like i said nostalgia factor and it has good choreography and it's entertaining um and i love qui-gon uh, <laughs> um after that one and this may piss some people off i'm going to have to go episode 4 Okay. I like no, I, it. I understand. I like episode four a lot. Um, it started everything, obviously. It was great. Um, the effects, I mean, it was back in like what the seventies? Yeah, but but now what we watch it's <clears> the it's been remastered into two thousand three, I believe. Or yeah. it's either two thousand three or nineteen ninety something. But yeah. but yeah, then nineteen seventy seven. That's uh, George Lucas he he created effects mm. for for that movie so because of that movie we wouldn't have a lot of other ones so yeah he yeah. created so, like a whole thing so even the i mean the remastered version is obviously the one i've seen um i really enjoyed it i, I thought it was very good you know started the whole story um the whole dial like the story is the most solid part of that movie because it started everything i love that story um of, of luke's origins ben solo or ben solo uh, ben Kenobi giving himself up, um, Vader's introduction, you know, Han's introduction, the whole deal. It was just a good start. Um, after that, huh, now it starts to get a bit tricky. Yeah. After that, I'm going to have... know what you have left. Yes. OK, so now you have episode three. Uh huh. You have episode five. Mm hmm. You have episode six, you have episode seven, and you have Rogue One. Okay, so five left. After that, I am putting Rogue One. I like Rogue One. It is really good. It was a whole lot better than I thought it was going to be. Wait, and we saw it together in our Jedi costumes or whatever. We did. We did. It was incredible. Um, loved Rogue One so much. Um, the fact that it literally ends, spoilers, but you know, it's been years, so. Um, the fact that it literally ended with everyone dying was like, <laughs> did they just do that? It it was shocking. Um, and I mean, Jen Erso was an incredible character. Um, Andor was a great character. Um, I mean, K2SO is one of, like... If we're going top five droids, K2SO is like maybe my number five. He's awesome. My kitchen. Yeah, my, my favorite. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so just how shocking that movie was, like it caught me off guard how good it was. So I really enjoyed that. Um, the dialogue and <clears throat> how they set it up, how Jin Erso's dad is the one who created the flaw. And he got killed for it, but that's how they start episode four is they get the plans and the, oh my gosh, the Darth Vader hallway scene. That is what put it at this position <laughs> was that Darth Vader hallway scene. Just it showed how menacing he was that the original trilogy never showed. 
Um, I, I'm replaying it in my head. It's incredible. Um, so loved that. After that one, I think I'm gonna have. Mm. Mm, okay, I am gonna have to say episode seven. Because here's the thing episode seven holds a special place in my heart. I actually got this shirt when I went to go see episode seven. Uh, if you aren't, if you're just listening, not watching, it's a playing card that's like a queen, except instead of a Q, it's a D, and it shows Darth Vader instead of the queen's head. Anyway, um, or king, whatever. Um, so. I waited in line. This is before you could reserve seats at theaters. I yeah. waited in line with a group of seven friends for the opening midnight premiere because it was the first Star Wars movie we had gotten since Revenge of the Sith. We waited for 12 hours. We were the second one in line. Second ones. So I just have a lot of personal memories with that. Um, and I really, really liked it. I mean, that's the movie that I really liked Ray's character a lot. <clighs> um, and I liked this. That's when I learned to like Daisy Ridley, too. Um, uh, seeing Han Solo come back, like, it was full of nostalgia from when I was a kid watching the prequels. Um, and it hit me in the feels when, I mean, Han Solo died. I was like, you're joking. Um... I, I, that just, it's a lot of personal attachment that I have to that movie. So there, there's only a few reasons these others are lower. Uh, let's see. So now I only have five, six and three, right? Okay. So <clears throat> next, these next three might be very controversial. Um, number five, Empire Strikes Back is at my number three spot. Uh, very, very good movie. Um, Hoth is one of my favorite Star Wars planets of all time. My favorite <clears throat> Star Wars planet, yeah. Yeah, love Hoth. Um, the Tauntaun scene where he has to cut it open. I mean, the dream sequence where Luke has to fight Vader. Him going to Dagobah to seeing Yoda. I mean, all legendary scenes. Uh, the pacing... I mean, I can't even imagine being in theaters and sitting there when you hear Luke say, or when you hear Vader say, Luke, I am your father. Um, just oh, such an incredible movie. It just isn't my personal favorite of enjoyment. I like watching it a lot, but it's not at my top. Um, yeah, that's okay. And I'm going through these decently quickly because I don't want to take up too much time here. Um, now my number two is actually Revenge of the Sith. I knew it. I knew it. I freaking knew it. I knew you were going to put that there. Now, now, now this, is, this is by a margin of like 0.001%. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. This is by about that close of a margin. Um, I mean, obviously, incredible story with Anakin giving into the dark side, Palpatine showing who he is, the fight between General Grievous and Obi-Wan, um... Hello there. I mean, that legendary line came from that movie. <laughs> um, it just there is so much that I love about that movie and the pacing and the dialogue. The lightsaber fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin is the second best. If mm, the one between Qui-Gon and uh, Maul and Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan and Anakin are like tied for number one lightsaber fights, in my opinion. Um, Oh, I love that movie so much. Now, the reason that episode six is my number one is for a few reasons. Number one, it's because I just recently watched the 40th anniversary in theaters in a GTX theater. And it was one of the uh, I will remember that experience for a long time. Um, it's. It has the best choreography of the original trilogy. Um, it really shows who Luke's character is in the final fight. And I mean, even when he's talking to Yoda, um, it just it shows like him accepting Vader as his father, him still seeing good in him. I mean, 
there's so many things I can point out about that. The Ewoks, which people didn't like when the movie came out. People hated the Ewoks when the movie first came out. Now they're most lovable creatures in Star Wars, aside from Wookiees. Um, yeah. But just... I can't, I would gush over this movie for the next 10 minutes if I could. Um, just such an incredible movie. Um, that's definitely at my number one. I just... There's way too much that's good about it. Um, yeah. So, done and dusted. That's my 10. Or not 10. That was more than so, 10. Anyway, go ahead. Here's, here's my list. The very bottom I'm putting there is episode 9. Oh. Um, this movie... Because while they were shooting the movie, and while they were shooting fight scenes of... Ray and 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 Kylo Ren and all that. J.J. Abrams, one of my one of my favorite directors of all time, still didn't know who Ray was. Mm. I hate that. Um, because if I'm being honest, for years I've said she was a Mary Sue. There was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with her. I'm actually kind of wrong. Um, she had a lot of emotional baggage, and I've come to respect Ray way more, because I always loved her in Episode 7, but in 8 and 9, it just got a bad taste in my mouth. But looking over those movies again, I can respect her way more. The problem is that she didn't get physically hurt, like the way Anakin and Luke did. Like, their emotional baggage came with consequences, and we didn't see physical consequences with her. I think that's why we were, were were angry that she or claimed that she's a Mary Sue, even though she's really not. She has problems. Um, yeah, uh, they didn't know what direction to go with with her story, so they just did it on the fly. I I can't respect a movie for that. Uh, no matter how much nostalgia you're gonna give me. Um, incredible acting though from everybody. Let me just say that. And then land and then too many coincidences. Lando all of a sudden showing up at a random place where didn't know that he was at, and then another coincidence here, all of a sudden Zara Bliss, and then another coincidence of them with the hey, hey, and then another coincidence, too many coincidences will, for me to... Don't back on my boy, Babu Frick. He is incredible. No, no, Babu Frick <laughs> is tight, it's just them finding him is a coincidence. Yeah. So, way too many coincidences for me to actually enjoy it. Star Wars is, is very coincidental. But you're not supposed to do back to back to back to back to back. You're supposed to be like, oh, moment of terror. It's okay. We got help. And like, yeah. You know what I mean? That's the whole point. Um, yeah, way too many coincidences. Next on the list is episode eight. Now, the reason why this is on top of episode nine, because this director actually did fantastic with what he had. But here's here's the thing. It's a fantastic movie. But not a good Star Wars movie. I'm confused. Episode eight. Think about it. Do not do not think of it as a part of the Star Wars saga. Okay. Think of it as a, a, a lone Star Wars film. It is genius. It is an amazing movie. It's not good for the overall story, though. It's not a good Star Wars movie. Trust me on this one. Rewatch it. Rewatch 8. Don't even think about Anakin. Don't even think about Luke. Don't think about Episode 7. None of that. If you think of this as a standalone movie, just a, a really, just a really good film for us to just see, it's actually fantastic. The elements of, of the storyline is actually genius. And the character development for each character is actually perfect. Um, the only thing that I didn't like about it was a, a lot of the jokes with uh, with Hux and Poe. Other than that, perfect. Um, I, 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 I'm sorry if I can jump in real quick. The one thing yeah. I will defend, the jokes with um, Huck and Poe, um, that was diversion. That was not meant to make the audience go. Ah, ha, 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 ha. That I knew was... it was a diversion. I just didn't like that kind of diversion. Oh, that, okay. that, that's a personal preference. I know what it was for. Okay. I just didn't like it. 
Um, and then obviously the Ray, the Finn and uh, Rose thing was horrible. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's great. Uh, this this character that you thought would help someone isn't, and it it turns on more turmoil for the student and the student trying to get there, uh, trying to find what's wrong, and they're having problems with the Force. It's 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 an amazing story. It's a post to get you into because here here's the thing this is the ryan johnson he is a master at making movies that you're not ready for a good a good uh good example knives out i'm i'm letting you know star wars episode 8 is knives out but in star wars and that's the problem is that we don't need that kind of story in this in this overall saga so by itself, it's a fantastic movie. But as a Star Wars movie, it's horrible. But I've grown to respect that movie by itself. But it's still down there. Uh, so yeah, I got 9, 8. What's next? I'm going to put episode... I'm going to put an episode 1 right there. But just so you know, like these aren't like lower. Like All these are horrible now. These are just in my preference. My The, the most that I got from each movie. Yeah, here's the thing, uh, real quick for everyone. We don't hate <clears throat> any of these Star Wars movies. There was just much less enjoyment. Even if I said hate at some points, I didn't hate any of them. There was just some that I really enjoyed less than others. We love all of Star Wars. Yep. Um, yeah, episode one, it, fantastic. Ian McGregor was great. I know a lot of Qui-Gon Jinn. I've read too many books not not comic books books of of him and obi-wan's adventures and do you should you should read them it's fantastic and he even gets into the prophecy of anakin too it's actually crazy so so yeah qui-gon jinn one of my favorite jedi as well uh it wouldn't be qui-gon jinn without uh without that actor so he he's amazing um but just putting it down there um, I'm not as annoyed by Jar Jar anymore, so it's kind of I gotten off of the hate Jar Jar thing, so it's okay. Um, next on the list, Solo, but it's a really good movie. The reason why I put it there is just because there's so many good movies, in my opinion. And I'm trying to, like, give the most love to the ones that I know that I love the most. But Solo, fantastic movie. You get to see how the Millennium Falcon came into Han Solo's hands and all that. You actually get to see why Solo and Lando are friends. So, amazing movie. Next on the list, episode two. Uh, When I was a kid, I loved watching that. I, For some reason, I love seeing the Jedi die because it's crazy knowing that Jedi can actually die, so I like seeing that, and I love the clones, because then that, because I love playing Star Wars Battlefront, so it was cool seeing seeing that when I was younger. Next on the list would be Episode 6. Amazing movie, and, and this is where I disagree with you on here, because my dad and I, with each movie, we studied each uh, lightsaber fight. I'm not kidding. This is so sad, and this made me so irritated with episode 6. This is all Luke and Vader did, I promise you. You can look back and watch it. One, two, one, two, one, two. One, two, down. One, two, one, two. That was it. The emotion was, so was great, anyways. <laughs> but 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 after after Darth Vader said, oh, then perhaps she will. Don't! That part, that wasn't, you know, this, this, mm-hmm. this. It was actually like this. Well, that's, that's, that's so why. That I... was, so that was way different, but when it came to, like, the actual, like, fight when they were in front of the Emperor, it was just, it was well, just this. If, if I may say, real, real quick, I'm sorry. It's my favorite movie, right. so I got to defend it a little bit. The reason that I like that, why it was just because I noticed that as well. I noticed when I said intricate, I didn't mean, oh, they're waving everything all over the place. I meant, OK, yes, one, two, one, two, one, two. I feel like that was because mostly because Luke was fighting with himself. So he couldn't get super intricate with how he was doing stuff because he didn't want to kill Vader. 
He didn't want to kill his father, and he was trying to keep his composure while still being upset. But the moment, and that was like him trying to be like, mm, stop it. No, everything's okay. Mm. But as soon as he mentioned Leia, that's when he went off the rails and just started going for it. And I think that flip right there of showing the difference between using emotion and trying to hold your center of, of emotion in balance is a perfect example of how lightsaber users would act or are supposed to act. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with you on that one. Um, but, but no, it, it's a fantastic movie. I'm bowing down to it. Um, shoot. I have, I have three, four, five, and seven. Three, four, five, seven. I'm going to put episode, this hurts, but I'm going to put episode five right there. Ooh, I grew okay. up with, I, I watch this every night. Um, fantastic movie. And I love seeing the good guy lose. I've always praised that. I've loved seeing good guys lose. Mm-hmm. That's all I can really say. It's, it's just a fantastic movie. So like now it's kind of like seeing which ones I personally like better. So yeah. like there's no problems with the movies. It's just like, you know. It's hard. Uh, right over that, I'm going to put episode four. And that's solely just because of the trench run. It's so good. Um, so the trench run, like, the re- this is the reason why I'm wearing this helmet. You know what I mean? When I saw these helmets, I was like, I, I want to be, I want to be, not even the X-Wing fighter. I want to be a Y-Wing fighter. Yeah. I wanted to bomb. So, so it, it's the whole reason why I have this. Um, I'm going to do this very quickly. And then, uh, right after that, I have three. You don't have to rush it, man. Okay, I have episode three. Rogue One. Seven, I can I'm going to put... It's like trying okay, to tap into the force. <laughs> it really is. I'm going to put episode seven next. So this is in my top three now. Okay. Episode seven. Flawless movie, in my opinion. Gave us enough to be like, ooh, what's next? You know? Right after that. You're not going to like this. It's so weird. Right after that, episode three. And then Rogue One at the top. Wow. Okay. Rogue One is everything that I wanted from Star Wars, from the from the Galactic Civil War part of the era. That is what I what I watched the original trilogy for was that, and it gave it to me, and then some. I can't tell you that it's n- no. I can definitely tell you it's a perfect movie. There's nothing wrong with it, and it's part of the reason why I'm wearing this as well. Um. And if you go into like the direction, the effects, even the even them grabbing old footage from the episode four, make it mm, chef's kiss, and all the characters were amazing. There's my list. Okay, so Rogue One is at the top. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I I mean I'm not mad at it. I'm just a little surprised. Um, but yeah, that sounds good, man. I mean, we yeah, that's the thing. If we had more to say about these movies, we would. Um, we would have made this episode longer than an hour if we needed to thing about Star Wars is when we talk about Star Wars, the thing. Okay. So the difference between like when we did the Marvel ranking and this is Marvel, we look out very critically and we look at it. Number one, how much we liked it, but also what was wrong with it. All these different things. When it comes to Star Wars, Marvel is not quite a part of our childhood, quite like Star Wars is. We both love Marvel, we both love DC, but Star Wars holds a special place in both of our hearts, um, as you can tell by what we are wearing. Um, But we absolutely love these movies. There's none of them that are absolute total garbage, I would say. Uh, Like, if we looked at Phase 4 of Marvel, there's a lot of those. But um, in Star Wars, there's just some that's like, I didn't like that very much, or... 
this is a masterpiece. So yeah, Star Wars is fantastic. That's all we can really say. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm fairly certain this is going up tomorrow. So on May the fourth, either May the fourth or we may delay it for Sunday. I'm not sure yet. Um, we'll have to talk about it. But this has been a ton of fun. Um, we'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, go ahead and let us know. Uh, if you're just listening, you can head over to our YouTube channel and let us know in the comments what your rankings for these things are, what you think about the shows, um, different things like that. Uh, we'd love to get into the shows, kind of the like, Rebels and Clone Wars, but that is a whole different basket of worms. Um, we'll do that another time. Another time, yes. So, this has been a ton of fun. Let us know what you guys think, and that's going to be it for this time. So, thank you everyone so much for watching and or listening. And we will see all of you next time. Bye, guys. Of course, be with you. Always.